Thank you for tuning in to the Life of KG podcast. We are all about helping you guys in the beauty industry. Whether you're starting out in this industry or been in the business for years, we want to motivate you, educate you, and support you to grow. Enjoy the show. a life of kg i hope you're all okay so today i get to interview mandy mandy is a very good friend of mine she owns a hair and beauty salon in bedfordshire and she's just a total boss babe and she has such an amazing story that i wanted her to come on today and share it to you guys we're also going to be promoting smear tests and you'll understand why later on in the interview so without further ado here she is mandy Hey, how are you doing? I'm all right. This is all something different on a Monday night, isn't it? I know. I mean, this is the new out, out, in, in. Out, out. (laughs) (laughs) So can you introduce yourself then, Mandy, and just explain what you do? Yep. I, uh, Mandy Humphrey, I am the owner of Saramanda One. um, And I, Saramanda One is a salon in Great Denham. Um, just outside Bedford Town, and um, I set that up four years ago. Wow, bet that's flown by, hasn't it? Sometimes it feels like yesterday that I set it up, and other times it feels like um, I've had it all my life. Really? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So obviously, like, everyone has a story, and I love a good story. So what is kind of your background? What's your story into the salon, and why did you even decide to open a salon? Uh, So my background is nothing to do with uh, the hair and uh, beauty industry. I was uh, 15 years working for um, the police. Uh, beginning as a civilian um, and then I went into London um, and qualified as a detective um, after a couple of years in uniform. So I spent um, just over 10 years in London um, and decided I needed a change and that was all spurred on. I've got a now 12 year old um, who I was fed up of missing. Um, I missed out on so so much of him um, first words, first steps, first mm-hmm. step school, um, and I just needed um, a change. Um, so after missing one too many sports days, um, I lived in Great Denham. Great Denham, for those that don't know, it is a new build um, estate, um, and they were building shops. So uh, I rang my daddy and said, "Right, well, this is what I'm going to do." So um, my dad's uh history is in banking so i said help me help me do a business plan so we got that together um and i went into it if i'm honest with gut feeling and a lot of luck um so yeah four years ago uh last month we opened the doors um and i'm still here although my doors are shut at the moment i know soon (laughs) we will we will be open again from the salon from being a detective is like such a crazy difference like do you know what being a copper or a detective is like my dream job is it yeah do it just the idea of it though I don't know if I actually like the paperwork (laughs) (laughs) it's a fabulous job I had um 10 
15 years within the um, policing, but it, it was amazing. I learned so much. Um, I met my husband. Um, so it, it, it was amazing, but enough was enough. I think it, um, for all the emergency services out there, you, you dedicate your life to that job. Um, and mm. sometimes um, you've got you to gotta let go. So when I opened the salon, I carried on policing. Um, so I did two years doing both because obviously when you open a new business, not only did I have the bills with the business, but I also had my own bills as well, my mortgage. So I carried on policing, did both. Um, it really didn't work. Um, and looking back now, I think business is a lot about hindsight, isn't it? In hindsight, that didn't work. Yeah. It didn't. It wasn't the best for my business. It wasn't the best for me. Um, and um, circumstances changed. And I, I thought, right, I'll give it a go. I'll take a year out from the police. Um, we're lucky enough that we can take a career break. So I put in for my career break. Um, and all was going smoothly. Um, until a week before I uh, left policing, uh, I got diagnosed with cervical cancer. Oh, God. Like, that must have been, like, the most devastating and heartbreaking news I've ever received. Absolutely. Um, so it was, it was scary on two fronts. On the first, that I'd taken the biggest risk of my life anyway by leaving my lovely, secure job mm -hmm. um, that, that paid my bills... Um, to go into the salon which I knew was a risk um, but then it was the doctors giving me treatment plans and, and all of it mm -hmm. involved me not being able to work in the salon um, so it was scary massively scary um, wow. so yeah wow so like was you regular with like your smear test did you miss a smear test like how did that all happen so I am that person that um, will honestly say it was never going to happen to me. Um, so I went seven years without a smear test and got all the letters. And every time I went to the doctors for something else, um, they said, you need to book it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, I'll book it. And I did book the appointment. Mm. But, but life is so busy um, for all of us. But running a business and working a full-time job and being a mum and being a wife, the, every time something else came up I knew the smear test I could just cancel and that would be fine or so I thought um, and it wasn't so I, I don't know it was it was the GP at the time I went for something I can't even remember what I want, went for and he said you need to book your smear and I said yeah I'll do it on the way out he said no and he actually sat in his room um, and he said I'll book it now for you um, so I thought oh, okay and I did turn up and I did go um, and that was a Thursday, uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, late Wednesday afternoon um, and by the Friday morning I'd had a call from Bedford Hospital to say you need to come in and wow. I, was in, I was in on the Monday. Wow, so, that's crazy. Then I guess like a lot of people think, oh, I'm, I'm okay, I don't feel any different, like that type of thing. Like, did you have any type of symptoms or you just had no idea? None at all. So um, the symptoms for um, the common symptoms of cervical cancer are irregular bleeding, pain, back pain, um, abdominal pain. I had none, none at all. I had very regular periods, but always um, it, it, there was nothing different that changed. 
Um, again, in hindsight, I look back and go, wow, I had amazing symptoms. Do you know what I mean? I was exhausted beyond yeah. exhaustion. But it, it kind of got, I got used to being that tired. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until afterwards and after the surgery and after I knew the cancer had gone that I thought, wow, this is how you're meant to feel. Um, but I was exhausted. My hair was appalling. It was so thin. But at the time, I was thinking, well, one day I want to be brunette. Then I want to be blonde. Do you know what I mean, I, I yeah. hammer my hair. I own hairdressers. Of course I do. Mm. Uh, let's try this. Let's try this, this, this colour. So I wasn't looking after my hair. So I could put that down to, to me abusing my hair. My nails were the same. My nails were so poor. Um, but again, I, you can always justify something. And it wasn't until afterwards that when my hair started, like for a long time, I don't think you can see it today, but for a long time, you could see my new hair, my non-cancer hair versus my cancer hair as it was growing out. Wow. And it wasn't because I'd had chemo because I didn't, I was really lucky I didn't have to have chemo. But it was just that my body was eating any goodness. That I had so it was afterwards that I could say yeah I had this this and this symptom but at the time I had none wow so where are you at in the journey of it all now so I am in the mission yay um Congratulations. yeah thank you mm-hmm. uh, so I was really lucky um I was I had surgery I'd major surgery I had a radical hysterectomy and I had a bit of spread as well and they removed all that with some lymph nodes so that happened really quickly um, and I was cancer free within six weeks. I found out just before Christmas um, that year when I remember being in the salon, bawling my eyes out in front of a client going, I've, I've not got cancer anymore. So they tested everything and I was cancer free, lovely. And I've stayed there, touch wood, um, ever since. Mm. I've had rocky road leading up, um, coming through it and I've had major side effects from the um, surgery. I've got a lot of scar tissue and that causes massive problems. Um, it causes a massive problem uh, last, tail end of last year. But touch wood, I've had some hormone treatment and um, I, I am on the road to recovery and I've just been given, just before we all got locked down, um, it was the first time the uh, oncologist said to me, you don't have to come back for six months. Wow. And in, in just, it was about two and a half years. I have been in Bedford Hospital more times than I care to remember. Just constantly going, this problem, this, try this, try this. Um, so, yeah. Wow. And obviously every, every, every pain you get, there's, you think, oh, is it back? Yeah, I bet you would. I, <laughs> I would be awful. That I mean, I'm the worst person for that type of thing anyway now. If I had like the slightest pain or... Any for bump or anything after that, I'd be freaking out. Yeah, and that's the and you you have to weigh up. I think I would say having cancer is the easy part of it because you're on a you're on a um, roller coaster really. That but you get told at every point what's what you're going to do and what's going to happen, and you're closely guarded by your your team. Mm. And my team are amazing. Um, I have to mention my lovely nurse Gail she I can email that lady at any time and she will always get back to me and nothing is too small so if I have a worry or something 
she straight away she's she's there and if I need to come in she'll she'll get me in but it's it's the afterwards when you think right I'm okay but then like I had a, a massive internal bleed last um, October which had formed a mass now straight away the entire medical team are telling me that it's the cancer's back and that's what the mass is um it wasn't there it, it really wasn't it was just a mass of um dead blood but it, it, it's scary it's a scary road yeah I mean being a mum as well like did you have this fear that am I even going to make it through this like am I going to die yeah absolutely so the first the first week I remember I remember looking in James's eyes and thinking wow like Mm. I I couldn't look at him because obviously you, our job is to protect our children isn't it that's what we yeah. do as parents and I'm looking at him thinking am I going to see you grow up and in my head I'm thinking the statistics are on my side I'm healthy they can fix it but it doesn't stop the thoughts and I remember some very very dark days in in the early um in the early sort of few weeks in between yes you've got cancer but we don't know how bad it is mm-hmm. um so and there's biopsies and there's all sorts of tests and scans and M- pet scans mri scans you name it but you you don't get the results until they've got everything and then yeah. they discuss it at a big meeting so it's the waiting the waiting 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 for scans um and results and the, the, the thoughts that crossed my mind during that time it was it was the worst time of my life and I'm just so grateful for where I'm at and I've lived to tell the t- a tale and I do tell the tale and um, because I am, I always say don't be me because I, I was the one, the, the whole cancer I can ob- honestly sit here and say it's my fault because if I'd have gone earlier they could have fixed it. Mm with so, the least least amount of invasive treatment so yeah, yeah. that's what smear tests are there for that's what we should all do definitely and obviously you're a massive advocate for that now aren't you massive and i um i've had so much feedback so i went public um with the cancer just after i'd had my surgery um and we've run many campaigns with uh, joe's cervical cancer trust um we're one of their supporting salons because it's a subject that people don't like to talk about yeah Um, and we all have to go for the smear tests and it is scary and it is it's embarrassing isn't it but um so i've been very open about it um all over my social media platforms and um i've had so many lovely people um commenting saying i went and i've i've got these cells and they wouldn't have found it or I had another lady saying the doctor said I was six months away from it being cancer because obviously cervical cancer starts as a regular cells and then over time it turns into cancer and Mm -hmm. that's why the smear tests that's why the smear tests are there to uh, prevent that yeah definitely so everyone go for your smear tests <laughs> so obviously while you was going through that you just literally set up the salon right yeah I was about two years into the salon so it's still a new business so still a new baby the salon obviously you're going through that stress you're not able to be in the salon it could have really went 
either one or two ways I guess when it comes to business because we have to nurture our businesses so much in the beginning like how did you find business was in this time um I think I was really lucky we have got a lovely client base that were hugely loyal to me um during that time so whilst um and I know you're the same Katie we like to present ourselves in a nice way so we look wonderful when we go into the salon I really wasn't and I look back at some of the photos during those times and think wow I looked awful but I was still going in because that was my happy place and I knew that if I stopped doing that then that was me giving up so actually after every surgery uh, within 48 hours I was back in that salon not necessarily doing clients and not necessarily there all day but the fact that I had something to get up get dressed um, and get to uh, was really important that in my mental uh, for my mental health that that I kept going um, so it really saved me the business because I then started being in the business completely I wasn't policing um, the business has has grown with that um, and I'm really proud of where we've got to yeah because I guess like it does have an effect on a, a brand new business anyway if you're not there all the time to start yes, with absolutely and I wasn't and it wasn't um we had when we first opened we had a good reputation but it was it, it wasn't um as good as it could be and it certainly wasn't as good as it is now uh and that has come from hard work uh getting the right team in there my team are amazing I'm really grateful for them and um I'm glad that I've I've had that time to spend in the business and it's really helped it yeah definitely so how obviously you have a fantastic team like how have you found running teams and finding the right staff and that type of thing I think I think any business in any industry I think staff is is always your the hardest point um I'm not sure if you agree yeah definitely uh, <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm very lucky if anyone was watching this like I do have the best team but it's definitely been that the most challenging part of business and I think every business owner says that yeah absolutely and I know um, we met um, because you are my mentor and mm -hmm. I know a lot of if I look back um, you've been mentoring what six six months now six months, and, yeah. and I think the biggest thing when I came to you was was staff and and how um everything it made me sad when it wasn't working mm -hmm. um and I think I think that is the biggest thing that I've learned is you 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 give your all to your team but if it doesn't work that's okay um yeah. and I think I think that's the biggest lesson that you've taught me that that is okay that's life people move on um, and not to dwell on that just I think you we evaluate a lot between us and as business owners um, and I think there's always places where we can improve as a boss um, but I think it's to I think we've learned to to turn that round um, for future staff yeah and and accept that it's okay it's okay for people not to be happy um, and and they do move on. Yeah, and not that's to take, fine. It's not to take it personally, really. Like, because like I said, yeah, if you think everyone's going to stay with you forever, and they don't. And 
we can't expect them to stay with us forever either even though that would be absolutely perfect especially when you have the most amazing team and then one leaves and you're like no don't leave like everything else is going to fall apart um but it is it is life and we train our staff to be the best possible therapists or hairdressers we can they can possibly be and then they might go on and do other things or they might start their own business or they might join another salon or whatever it is they want to do and it just comes with part of the parcel with having any teams no matter what industry that you're in absolutely when you are in a small team it's so hard not to get so close that when someone leaves you do you take it so personally and sometimes like on the floor with it I've been devastated when people leave but at the same time you've got to let them spread their wings and do their thing yeah and I'd like to think in in years to come um I'd I'd like to to think when we retire I'd like to think some of our staff look back and think they really helped and I think if if your staff your ex-staff can say that in years to come I think then we've we've done our job yeah how how we should have done it I think so I think so especially when it comes to obviously staff that have gone and left um, and maybe it hasn't gone on such good terms like there's been plenty of that in my in my career but I do always think one day they will look back and be like okay I learned this from being in the salon or actually not blow my own trumpet but I'm as good as what I am because I was taught all the time by Kate like that's it's just about building people up isn't it and people will see that yeah definitely yeah so in business what has been your proudest point so far you know what I was thinking about this um I think I'm proud that I'm still here I think I'm proud that that the salon so I didn't have any experience and a lot of people said that um when I was mad going into an industry that I didn't know Mm -hmm. um and a lot of people said it would fail and I think I'm proud that I haven't and I will never never have the biggest the biggest salon um but I have a happy salon and I'm really proud of that every day I'm proud of that I'm proud that um of my girls and how they come on and I think when you get get a member of staff that it maybe isn't as confident but you see that confidence come and you see their work um so amazing um and I think that's what what makes me proudest I think you can you can win awards can't you and you can um you you can own I don't know 100 salons but I think if if you can if you can not prove people wrong but I feel that I maybe have proved people wrong that that the salon is still there and touch wood will survive through the current climate I know I think um it's a big one at the moment isn't it I mean if we all open back up then fab some people aren't even gonna even have the opportunity sadly to even open back up their doors because they haven't made it through this point um it's really sad and scary what do you what's kind of your views on obviously we're on lockdown at the moment where hopefully we're all praying we're going to be open over in the next couple of weeks whether, <laughs> whether or not that's going to happen or not I don't know um but do you think it's going to affect business do you think it's going to affect other businesses what's kind of your view when it comes to this I, I think I think the lockdown itself we between us have many conversations didn't we yeah. um even even before that we actually probably believed in our 
ourselves in our own mind that we there was a possibility of us being locked down I remember having a long conversation with you about sanitizing and and it it kind of felt in that run up those few weeks it was so busy wasn't it mm. in everything it the, it went mad it went mad in the salon and we're watching all this stuff on the news and thinking no it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen and oh my goodness it did happen didn't it yeah. and I think um, the first week, and I remember the, the week leading up to it, the, the amount of tears and the lack of sleep in that week before we knew, we, none of the help was announced. And I was thinking, wow, what, how am I going to get through this? Like how much of my personal savings am I going to have to throw into the business just to get us through, to be able to keep my staff, um, and I remember having some really tearful conversations with my team. And it was the first time I've ever had to stand there and say, I don't, I don't know the answer. I, I don't know if we can do this. Um, and then that first week, obviously, the, the grants got announced and the furloughing got announced. So the pressure lifted a little bit, didn't it? But I think I spent the first week in total shock, complete and utter shock. I'd closed the business to my baby and I didn't know, I couldn't get my head around what, what, how we could get through this. Mm. Um, and I'm, are you, you, I remember you texting me and saying, how are you doing? And I said, I've done nothing. Like I'm, I'm watching everyone on social media and they're doing loads of stuff and I did nothing. I put nothing on my social media and I just chilled out and yeah. spent some time with my son, spent some time with my husband and just kind of adjusted to where we were because I haven't, I've had a week off a year since I've had the salon mm -hmm. where we've gone aboard and we've had a week off. And um, I think last year I didn't, I didn't go away because um, I wasn't well enough to go away. But um, my lovely um, manager in the salon, she kind of banned me. She, she locked me out of the salon and said, <laughs> you need a week at home. So I, I had a week at home, but it, it, all of a sudden we've got all this time on our hands I've never had I think since I was on maternity leave was the last time I had six weeks off in a row I know <laughs> I didn't even have that <laughs> I bet you didn't I fortunately did I had lovely nine months off it was amazing but I had a new baby to deal with um so that was slightly different so we we have adjusted in this house and uh my son's doing his homeschooling and I'm keeping busy and I thought I'd do a bit of studying obviously um through my social media I've been um showing that I've been practicing learning new skills um so I've actually really embraced it and just slowing down I think I, I realized how tired I was yeah. because as I said earlier I'd put all this pressure on myself I had to go back into the salon I had to keep working to keep my business going through being ill um madness utter madness because my team are good and my my salon would have carried on whether I was there or not and to be fair I look back now and I think I was probably a hindrance on them because I was there and I wasn't 100 percent mm. um but I think this this time has given me um the time to refocus and just relax and I I have to say I've, I've really enjoyed it really enjoyed it um going back <laughs> I think <laughs> I think this. I think. I think this is the easy bit for the business. Um, personally, I think this. 
um, at the moment we are getting financial support, aren't we? And mm -hmm. we, whilst I'm not saying we've got loads of money, but we've got, we, our bills are getting paid. I think when we go back, I think it's going to be the toughest fight for all our business owners. Yeah. Um, I think we'll be busy. Uh, I do. But um, with, with postponing bills, VAT, we've got bigger bills to pay when we go back. Exactly. Um, and I um, I do think we've got a fight on our hands. I really do. And um, does it scare me? Yes, it does scare me. Will we get to it? Yeah, we will because we're pretty determined. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think, um, I think in any business, I think it, um, unless you're selling fa face masks, I think it... Or sanitizers. Or sanitizers. <laughs> um, I think it, is taken a massive knock and where where we um the business was six months ago is is certainly not going to be in that position now and i i, I said to, to one of my girls today i said it's going to be like starting again yeah um, in a way except we've got amazingly loyal client base um it is it's certainly taken us back and i think only time will tell as to how far back we've gone yeah yeah, so, I feel like it's going to be like starting again as well. The only thing, like you said, we're very lucky to already have client bases. We've already got that client base to be able to contact straight away and get hold of and pick up the phone to. And I think people are really loyal, especially in this time. People have been so loyal that they will come back even just to support us. Absolutely. And um but it, it will be like starting again. And like you said, the financial help that we've had is amazing. It was so bloody hard to the run up to it, though, before the financial backing come in. I was like pulling my hair out. Um, but like I said, all of our bills are going to be a lot higher when we go back because there's been stops on everything. And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand. I think I think it's massive. I think um i have been brought to tears by uh, some of the most sweetest kindest messages from um some of our clients and i it it kind of brings back why we do this yeah um, and i i i feel so proud that that my little salon is part of our clients lives as well and i would never have dreamt that from from the industry that I came from I would never have dreamt that that was even possible I think it's it is so kind and I think the loyalty is there and I'm so so grateful for that um but the bills are going to be bigger yeah when we go back so um it is it is scary and I think also like there's the there's the unknown of it all isn't there like Obviously, I think that we are going to be busy without a doubt, but then I think there are still going to be clients that are going to be very wary about coming into salon because obviously they're going to be scared. They're not going to be worried to go anywhere, let alone a salon with lots of clients and stuff in. So it's just the unknown. Is it going to be as busy as we think? Is it not? Like, And I think it as well, I think it's opened our eyes because really, who would have thought this was even possible? Like I would never, ever have imagined that the government would say you have to shut your doors now because of because of a virus. Like I couldn't have dreamt it. I, I, and that's we said that so many times, didn't we? That it was it was surreal and it felt like we were living in a film. But yeah. now we know. It, it is is are they going to do it again? 
So I mean, is this is is this going to become the new normal? And that's scary as well. Is how do you plan for just in case, or do we have to plan for just in case this happens again? Well, yeah. I mean, I think it's really important that now it kind of sets some businesses apart from other businesses regards to when it comes to how strong we are what our backing is what our cash flow is and things like that and I just think now hopefully businesses will be more strict when it comes to putting aside savings as well as their tax and VAT and making sure that we've always always got a cushion just in case this did happen again and if it doesn't lucky days you've got a nice little cushion there in the bank but if it does then you know you're okay I just think it's making trying to make business slightly bit stronger in case it does in case it does happen again. Yeah, and I think I think I will will definitely have to have that cushion. And I think it so I think it's taught as those lessons that we need that and we need um because if if I'd have said to you last year right you're going to have 3 months you you're not going to earn any money in your business you would have laughed at me wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, um, and said no, like there's no way that will happen, but it did, and it has, and here we are. What are we? Week seven, week seven. eight. So yes, yeah, week seven. I week literally seven. just get over the the week running up to it. Like, like you said, it was just so emotional and just weird, and that that the stress and emotional like emotional stress that was on us about do we close do we not close like I'll never forget that like that was horrible and obviously you made the decision to close first and I was like oh god and then I remember being on the phone to the girls I was crying to the team I was like what are we gonna do and then close decided to close and then next day the government forced it anyway so I was like <laughs> absolutely and, and it was so hard because who we we didn't know what to do and and we had many conversations didn't we and I and both of us went into it going, we will carry on until we are told to close. Don't worry, we're, we're carrying on, we're carrying on. But it just got too hard. It, that Saturday, um, I made the decision on, I kind of made the decisions. I left the, the salon on the Saturday night, but it was the most horrible day in the salon. Mm. My girls and me, we were exhausted we were tired from every person was talking about it. It was scary. And I, I was thinking, am I putting my team at risk for yeah. the sake of what a couple more days? And I had a long conversation with my dad on the Saturday night and I said, I'm going to sleep on it. And I woke up Sunday morning. I had a, a um, conference call with all the team and I said, we're done. Like we can't, we can't do this. Um, we'll close tomorrow and we open on a Monday where I know a lot of salons don't mm -hmm. so me and um, all of them to be fair came in um, to sort of, to tidy up and to to get things in place which was lovely and and that was when we we locked the doors yeah so much so but just it's gonna be like the happiest day ever when we all open our doors like I literally can't wait like we've already I ordered cake yeah so we <laughs> i've got the cakes i've got the balloons i can't wait i'm well I excited know. we're all going to be standing there in in our ppe looking nothing like we do but we will have cakes <laughs> i don't know how we're going to eat them under the visors <laughs> <laughs> no yeah but yeah i got i've ordered i ordered cakes quite early on actually um because it, we have to celebrate it we have to celebrate that we're back and yeah, I, I think it's a big achievement 
to to those of us that that do manage to open our doors again Mm -hmm. that's a real big achievement I think we're really lucky people yeah definitely definitely so who would you say is like your top three people that have inspired you inspire you um when you're having down days etc and just your kind of go-to three people and why number one on my list has to be my daddy who is my business partner um he's a silent partner but he is my um he's always my go-to completely and utterly i don't do anything in life um even i'm 40 this year but um even decisions that i should be able to make myself like shall i buy this house (laughs) i have to run it through my dad and who knows why but business wise um he gives me a lot he gives me a free range um and then he he guides um so so yeah um three um inspiring um cancer wise um i follow a, a lovely lady um who is on instagram called bow babe um mm-hmm. and a, a podcast um you me and the big c and it that has got me through some real dark days as well um so cancer wise um i have to i have to always be in the right frame of mind to listen because some of the conversations are really tough yeah um, that they have but uh, i remember listening to it um and sitting in my car outside the salon streaming my eyes were streaming in tears but they um they get it and for anyone going through anything like that it is a is a top tip um of my recommendations who else do i go to i go to you oh stop (laughs) (laughs) i go to you (laughs) maybe we go to each other at the moment (laughs) we do (laughs) um i I just think i think i think we should talk about mentoring actually oh great (laughs) this is your point of view of mine i know it's yours um but I, i think i so i was recommended you by a friend of mine who um who knows you and she has said to me for so long probably i don't know a couple of years she said get in touch get in touch and i thought why why do not do i need to but what on earth is this woman going to think if i get in touch with her no no one knows who i am um so but i did didn't i i did about six months ago and the time i was at um you know very well i was on hormone treatment and my mind was blown completely like i didn't the the, the hormone injections were, were making me i didn't know my own mind like it was like it was fuzzed yeah. um, and i and that kind of gave me um the the push to think right get someone who can guide you through um but i also thought to myself is this a sign of weakness like what what will people think of me that I have a mentor? Um, and I think that's it was a silly thought, actually, because I think we all have mentors, don't we? Yeah, just in different and ways. In different ways. And and so I looked to my dad for, for a lot of mentoring and my husband for, for other mentoring. Um, but it's really quite nice that we have stumbled across each other for the fact that we are in the same industry 
and it does help and we kind of do go like this COVID we've we've lived it together haven't we yeah definitely definitely <laughs> so there you go there's my three. Oh, thank you well so where can people connect with you online on social media so social media i am on a mission to gain followers so please please follow me uh facebook is sarah amanda one and instagram is sarah amanda one hair and beauty um and i appreciate every follow and i'd like to think i put some decent stuff on there as well you do i mean like you said about in lockdown and for a week you've done nothing now you're on bloody fire like you haven't stopped and your no. number is literally insane but how nice is it to play nails like uh -huh. i never ever get a chance i've watched I've, I've been so busy i think sometimes um too busy in the salon that I haven't had a chance to play for so long because by the time Sunday comes and I've got a day off, I literally spend it in my pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last thing I want to do is pick up a nail brush. Um, but I've had the best fun and learned so much. There is so much, um, so many people putting stuff on um, Instagram, like sharing what we do and what a nice industry we are in at the moment. And yeah. I truly, truly hope it stays like that because so, so many people are, are sharing things that they, they wouldn't have done before. Mm. Um, and I think the, the industry is pulling together. Uh, I think locally the businesses are pulling together. And I, I really hope that, that we stay like that. Really hope that we stay kind. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. And it doesn't just disappear when everything goes back to normal at some point. Absolutely. Because this is one thing that we have all been in this together. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I, and I hope that that stays. I really do. Yeah, me too. I just can't wait to like see people and hug people again. <laughs> I know. And I'm really going to be able to hug people. <laughs> no, we're going to be able to elbow. <laughs> oh god i think was it i did a couple well i'm sure it was you i saw you and i was like and i give you a hug it's before lock like the week or a couple of days before lockdown i was like i don't know if i'm allowed to hug you i'm gonna hug you <laughs> i think we so needed a hug in those <laughs> in those weeks didn't we yeah i know just yeah <laughs> crazy one day one day we'll be back on the beach we will that's our plan isn't it that is our plan <laughs> that is we need our to plan. Stand. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I really appreciate you coming on thank you so much thank you for having me and those that are listening or watching please go and like the Instagram page and Facebook page and I'll put the links in the bio and whatnot so yeah thank you thank you We would love to hear what you thought about this episode. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. Please leave a review and share on social media tagging at KG Salon so we can share. I always follow them. I always follow them. Until next time, have an amazing, successful week.